This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Speaking of the U.S. Open, a little bit of history being made. For the first time since the official world golf rankings began in 1986, the top three ranked players in golf have missed the cut at the same major. Dustin Johnson, Rory Rory McIlroy, Jason Day. Combining to shoot 19 over par to miss the cut. Johnson, the closest to making it to the weekend. He was inside the cut line after birdieing the 12th on Friday, but then he would bogey three of his last six to finish at four over. So, no Rory, no DJ, no Day winning the U.S. Open this year. That is a surprise. Round two, we got Paul Casey, Brian Harmon, Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kepka all at seven under. Ricky Fowler, one of three players at 6-under. He shot 65 yesterday, was 73 today. Canadian Adam Hadwin tied for 24th, 68 yesterday, 74 today, so 2-under for the tournament. He's 5 off the lead, so doing pretty well and uh, hanging around. U.S. Open, always fun to watch that. Aaron Hill's course, kind of cool, relatively new course. Out there in Wisconsin. I was reading about it. I mean, you can go play it if you got a couple hundred dollars, yeah, and they recommend you take a caddy. Uh, caddies are free with a recommended gratuity of at least $65. So, sort of free. <laughs> yes, free with air quotes, as Kellen Kennedy just signaled to me. It's 7.07. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Uh, so here's what's going on. The uh, roster freeze for the NHL is tomorrow at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. So if there is going to be a trade, it would have to happen before then. You know, tons of rumors. It seems to have quieted down a little bit now, but apparently a lot out there about Jordan Eberle going somewhere, maybe to the New York Islanders, maybe to the Dallas Stars. I, I still think that there's a pretty good chance the Oilers' protected list is Lucic, Nugent Hopkins, Eberle, Cassian, Letestu, Dreisaitl, and Maroon up front. Sekera, Larson, and Clefbaum on the back end, and obviously Talbot and goal. Uh, Lucic, Sekera, Talbot, all with no movement clauses, so they have to be protected anyway. Jujar Kara, who we're going to hear from in a couple of minutes, two-year contract today. So I, I know there's some speculation. Well, is he going to be protected? Could a veteran like uh, Latestu or Cassian be left unprotected? I, I would think if something like that were to happen, 
it would only be because there's maybe some sort of a deal in place with Vegas for one of those players where Vegas has promised not to take one of those players. Um, I, I mean, I think Cassian has, has some value with the Oilers. I, I would think he'll probably get a new contract for a couple more years. Latestu, I know, is a bit of an older player. Uh, he's in his 30s. He only has one year left on his deal. But he was pretty integral to what the Oilers did this season. I mean, he gets 16 goals. He scores on the power play, kills penalties, got a couple shorthanded goals earlier in the season. Uh, I don't know if they want to expose him unless they know they're not going to lose him. If Jordan Eberle is traded, then the player they get, if he's traded before tomorrow or before one tomorrow, then the I, I, two, two names that are out there just for argument's sake, Cody Aiken and, uh, and Ryan Strom from the New York Islanders, Aiken from Dallas. If they get one of those guys, you're still going to have to protect one of those guys. I mean, you wouldn't trade for a guy tomorrow and then leave him unprotected. So I, I still think those are the 11 guys that get protected and if it's not Eberly, then I think it's whoever they acquire for Eberly, especially if it's a forward. So that that's how that plays out. Uh, Seven ten inside sports on six thirty. Chad, you can let me know what you think by texting six thirty six thirty. The phone number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Keeping an eye on this Blue Jays game. It is ugly. It is eleven two for the White Sox in the bottom of the sixth. Chikrin, somewhat stunned, able to poke it away from Cassian. Murphy fell down. Cassian with a chance. Centers wide open. Backdoor. Score! Dijar Kara, his first NHL goal. And Edmonton extends to a 2-0 lead. All right, Dijar Kara on January 16th, lighting the lamp in the big leagues for the first time. Today he gets a two-year contract extension from your Edmonton Oilers. Dujar, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, well, congratulations on uh, on the new contract with the Oilers. Uh, how does that feel to maybe you know tick that uh, off the list, and you don't have to think about it now? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to get a get out of the way this early during the summer, and you know now I just focus on training and um, being a being a regular there. So it's it's definitely a a relief. Give me a sense of what you've been doing in the off season. Uh, we always ask guys if they watched the playoffs once the Oilers were eliminated. Did you watch any hockey after uh, you guys were bounced by the Ducks? Um, you know what? Right away, I didn't. But um, I watched a lot of the finals for sure. I, you know, I was like watching teams teams play in in that those circumstances. So it was a, it was a great series, and um, you always you know you watch it and. You always look forward to being in that situation one day and how how you would do it. So uh, it's cool. You know, you learn from watching those. Jujar, tell me a little bit about your uh, your training. Do you do anything different this summer compared to what you uh, did in the past, or are you just trying to build on maybe uh, other uh, off-season regimes? Uh, you know, most of it I'm going to definitely try to build off but i started doing a few a few new things just to kind of um you know shock the body and i'm definitely gonna definitely gonna skate skate a lot this summer and just work on on ice skills okay jujar kara joining us on inside sports two-year contract extension today with the edmonton oilers you know you've gotten into 25 nhl games over the last two years you know you mentioned uh earlier in the conversation you want to keep pushing to become a regular in the league how far away do you think you're you are or what sort of things uh, maybe were you told you need to round out in your game to you know play a full 82 hopefully 
Uh, you know, I think I think I'm close. I think you know I played well last year, and I definitely want to want to build off that. And um, yeah, there's you know I think there's always things you could work on. But for myself, I think I always want to work on skating and um, just a lot of a lot of in tight in tight situations where I can get the, or do things with the puck in in small spaces. Well, and that's probably going to be big for you, right? Because uh, you know you're obviously comfortable playing down low and around the net, so you're looking at you got you got to be able to get to those spots where you score the goals from from five feet away or even right in the blue paint. Definitely, yeah. I think that if I can if I can get that going, I think that could be a big part of my game, and um, you know, just be tough to play against. All right, tell me about the, uh, you got your first NHL goal last season. I played the highlight earlier in the show. You got the plaque somewhere. It's all nicely done already. Uh, you know what? I haven't, I haven't got the plaque yet, but uh, the coaches always do something special and give you the, the, the game sheet. So I have that, and I actually just gave that to my mom. So, uh, you know, it's cool. It was a, it was a, like, that was a relief, too. And, and like I said, just want to build off that. Jujar, it's Father's Day on on Sunday, and I'm glad you brought up your mom because uh, I, I know you've been asked about your parents before, but just in the spirit of Father's Day, you can include your mom as well. But just, you know, give fans a, a sense of uh, how they've helped your career and some of the, sport, the support they uh, they still give you, even though you're in your 20s now. Uh, definitely, you know, they're, they're always there. They're always there, you know. I can always talk to them about anything, and there's never any judgment. And I think, like any hockey parents, they've made um, a lot of sacrifices. And um, you know, it's just it's just nice having you have two two solid people there that that's always going to tell you the truth, no matter what. And um, they'll just lay it flat on the line for you. All right. Well, I know fans are happy that you got this contract today, Jujar. I know you're busy, so thanks for making time for us here on Inside Sports, and I look forward to seeing you once we roll into the new season. Yes, thank you. Thanks again for having me. No problem. Jujar Carrick checking in tonight. New two-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers. Annual average value, $675,000. It is a one-way deal. I would think he has a very good chance to be a full-time NHLer last season, at least a depth NHLer, probably a fourth-liner. You probably by now have read the uh, Mark Spector interview on the Sportsnet website with Matt Hendricks, who uh, said it's 99% back, uh, 99% he won't be back with the Edmonton Oilers. And there's a depth winger spot for the taking and I think Jujar Kara is the most likely man to take it I, you know I, I think there's something there certainly a big guy there's no there's no doubt about that and you know he said he's working on his skating he wasn't always comfortable with the puck I didn't think in, in the past season but again he played 10 games and 15 the year before so I think if there's a guy who can continue to work on his skating get in there and check like he said he wants to be a presence down low he wants to take the puck to the net think he definitely has a chance to be a pretty good fourth line or maybe even third for the Edmonton Oilers. Vinesh texting into 630-630. He says, Reed, please tell Kara how proud we are of him being in the NHL. Surrey represent. All right. Little BC pride showing on Inside Sports tonight. Nothing wrong with that. Still ahead on the show, we are going to introduce you to somebody who uh, won several thousand dollars by being really good at a video game that you find in bars and arcades. I kid you not. It's a pretty crazy story. That's between 7.30 and 8. Quick timeout right now. Inside Sports on Chet. The 
this is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. You know, it's worth pointing out, we just had Jujar Kara on the show, his brother Savan, big defenseman for Swift Current. I know talking to people around the WHL, had a pretty good second half of the season, was good in the playoffs. Uh, maybe, maybe he gets uh, drafted late next Saturday in Chicago. There's another name to keep an eye on. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 721. My name is Reed Wilkins. Got a little bit of uh, sports-related news for you here. Just reading here that the uh, director of the classic film Rocky has passed away. John G. Alvidson, dying of pancreatic cancer at the age of 81. Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window. Do you remember what year Rocky came out? Uh, I'm just taking a shot in the dark now. It was the 70s, wasn't it? Well, I said the year, not the decade. No, give me a hint. Come on. <laughs> well, I, can, I narrowed it down to 10 years for you. Yeah. 1976. There we go. Rocky won uh, Best Picture. Alvinson won Best Director. I'm just reading from a Rolling Stone article here. It says, despite an aversion to boxing, Alvinson took on the film because he was drawn to Sylvester Stallone's script about the Philadelphia fighter. I thought boxing was stupid, Alvinson once admitted. He also, hmm. uh, did I, did I, I think I just said that, he directed The Karate Kid. Wow. Another classic under, underdog film. Remember, what was the thing called at the end? The Stork? I don't know if that no, was... No, The Crane. The Crane, yes, The Crane. The crane. And Wax On, Wax Off. Wax On, Wax Off. Uh, yeah. What else did he have? Uh, there was something sweep else. The scrub, sweep the leg. Sweep scrub the leg. The, the scrub the floor thing. Yeah. Wax On, Wax Off was wax the, on, the most famous. Wax On, Wax Off was the classic line, yep. So uh, there you go. John G. Alvinson, incredible contribution to film. And I, I wonder... Here's, here's my question to you. Does everybody know hmm. that Sylvester Stallone wote Rocky? And if you didn't know that, would that surprise you? Did you, you must have known that because you're, you're a yeah. movie guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fighting guy too. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a fact I usually bring up in discussion sometimes with people talking about the movie, and they just they're like, "What, really?" And then they Google it, and it's like, "Wow, okay." Yes, Sylvester Stallone. That, I mean, that's really kind of launched his career. Yeah, well, not kind of. It did. It, it did. Yeah. It did because he was just a, a B movie actor up to that point. So. Okay, what what are all the Rocky movies? Rocky, okay, so Rocky, one, two, three, four, five. five. Then Rocky Balboa. Balboa. And then, and then Creed. Creed. That's the seven of them. So that, there's seven, yeah. And are they going to do Creed 2? I'm not sure. I thought they might make another Creed. They might have, yeah. yeah. Rocky 4 was on uh, television. Well, What's it's your probably favorite? on television a lot. What's your favorite? Well, here's the thing. I, I'm assuming Rocky's the best one because it won Best Picture, but I haven't seen it for ages. Hmm. Um, you know what? Creed was pretty good. Hmm. Creed was pretty good. Always, a fr- I'm always a Ro- fan. The worst one is probably Rocky Five. Okay, yeah. I Rocky Five is terrible. I'll agree there. And I think Alvinson might have come back to direct that one. You're, you're not a fan of Tommy the Machine Gun? Well, and was that the one they had that- the character based on Don King? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alvinson came back to direct Rocky Five. Oh, he also directed Eight Seconds. Remember that uh, Luke Perry bull riding movie? I never yeah. saw that, but I can one of those again. I Great knew movie. where it was in the blockbuster. It's awesome. I knew Actually, where it it's was a really in the blockbuster. Movie. Yeah, really good movie. Go check it out. Uh, John G. Alvinson also directed Lean on Me. Hmm. 
So there, there you go. go, starring Morgan Freeman. Exactly. All right. So anyway, uh, that's. I just thought that was of note. Rocky, a very popular movie. I would argue that Rocky's one is it would it'd be on a short list for greatest sports movie of all time. My favorite Rocky movie in that franchise is the third one. Mr. T, Thunderlips. What was his name? Crusher. Wasn't it Crusher something? Like the character's name, Mr. T's character's name. Oh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Yes, thank you. Yep. And Hulk Hogan was in it as Thunderlips. As a wrestler or as a boxer? No, as a wrestler. Because there's a charity fight between a boxer and wrestler to open the movie. And that's the one where Rocky gets, I think, gets not hurt in, but pretty banged up. That's kind of. Leads to the press conference later on where Clever Lang walks out and says he's chicken and blah, oh, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a question to ask you, Kellen County. Sure. It, it is 725 on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Why are you not at WWE? Because somebody needs to run the board here. Otherwise, you're so going to you, be talking see, to just I took just a, a night room. off to go to Def Leppard. <laughs> I took a night off to go to Def Leppard. Yeah. No, it's just... But you, but uh, you've been to the last couple of WrestleMania. So yeah, the, the just house financially, shows. I couldn't make it this time around, make it work this time around, so that's why I'm here, so... All right. That's all it is, but it looks like it's going to be a great card tonight. we got Ambrose and Miz for the Intercontinental title as the main event here, so it'll be okay. good. Okay, I guess that's a big deal. It'll be a big uh, deal. <laughs> all right. 780-496-0063. You can also text us to 630-630. It is quiet on the Oilers trade front. Jujar Kara resigned. We just had him on the show. We're going to do something fun. This will be a, a nice uh, Friday night segment here. I, I've been teasing it, and I'll just keep doing it this way. We're going to meet somebody who recently won $10,000 by playing a video game. Now, not just for walking up to it and playing it, for playing it exceptionally well. Uh, I, 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 some people maybe know this competition exists. I, I Once I read about it, I was like, okay, sure, I guess there there is such a competition. But I wouldn't have thought that the money would have been what it was. So we're going to meet this guy when we get back. It's Inside Sports on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Riley and the Eskimos, a one-point loss and then a tie in the preseason. They will kick off the regular season next Saturday, visiting the BC Lions. We'll have it for you on 630 Chet, 6 o'clock pregame show 8 o'clock for the kickoff. Going to be a busy weekend on Ched. We'll have the first round of the NHL draft on Friday night and then rounds 2 through 7 on Saturday morning. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Inside Sports. The White Sox just crushing the Blue Jays tonight. It is 11-2 in the bottom of the seventh. Four-way tie atop the U.S. Open leaderboard. You got Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Brian Harmon, and Brooks Kepka all at seven under par. Three golfers, including J.B. Holmes, are one shot off the lead. FC Edmonton back on the road playing at San Francisco tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Little rugby down at Ellerslie tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Going to be a good game. Canada taking on Romania. Canada tuning up for uh, a couple matches against the United States, where if Canada is able to win, uh, though, that uh, total point series, they qualify for the 2018 World Cup. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Mark Stenmark. Mark, you're on with Reed. Great to be in touch with you. How are you doing, sir? 
Hey, I'm doing well, Reed. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, and here's the thing. The, the reason we are having you on the show is, you know, Mark, I, I know there are a lot of kids out there, maybe even a few listening to the show, who probably like their PlayStations or their Xboxes. Uh, I liked the Intellivision when I was a kid. And sometimes when I was a young man, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great to play video games as a job? And then, you know, my parents and the parents of kids listening now will say, well, no, you have to understand you have to earn money. And video games are something you do for fun in your spare time, but it's not a job. But you, sir, uh, have made money playing a video game. Uh, and I'll say congratulations. You recently won the Golden Tee World Championship. That's a very popular golf arcade game. Uh, first of all, I mean, how did it feel to win? I mean, that must have been amazing. No, it was <clears throat> it was a pretty incredible feeling, that's for sure. I've been, uh, been playing uh, Golden Tee for a long time now. And uh, that was always uh, uh, an aspiration of mine. Um, uh, when I first started playing back in 2008, uh, that was uh, the, they had a world championship, and that was a, a big appeal, a big draw to me. And I, w- I was hoping uh, one day I'd be able to, uh, to win that. Um, unfortunately, they discontinued doing the world championships uh, after that year. And so by the time I got good enough to where I, I could actually compete for it, um, from about 2010 on, um, uh, it wasn't available. They finally brought it back again last year, and um, uh, and then I was fortunate enough to win it this year. It was a uh, yeah, it was a pretty amazing feeling. I, I got a lot of questions now, Mark. You're for you're from you're in Houston right now. You're from Houston. Yes, I live in Houston, Texas. I've been here for uh, I've been here for probably 15 years. Okay, um, and- but I, I'm, I am from Texas. And you're, and you're from Texas. And the World Championship was in Vegas, right? Yes, yes, in Vegas. And it was, I think uh, it was... They had it, yeah, they had it at a, 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 a bar there um, that was... Uh, uh, they brought in 16 machines. There were 64 competitors who qualified to compete. And, um, uh, yes, it was a... It was a, a, a uh, it was a, a environment I was used to. In okay. the past, they held it like convention centers. But the bar environment is, is definitely a more more comfortable it, comfortable feeling for me. It's more of a natural habitat for Golden Tee players, is, uh, is the way I'm going to put it. I think you'll agree. <laughs> okay, Mark, I, I, mean, I got so many questions. First of all, so you're in, you're in Houston. Do you like? Do you have to qualify for the World Championship, or, or did you just sign up, or or there's stages just to reach the final tournament in Vegas? There was a there was a qualifier. I believe it was uh, two months long. And um, there were a few different ways you could qualify. Um, there were, I believe, uh, there were two tournaments that you could have, uh, that if you won those, you, you would have won an entry into it. Um, two players did that. They, they had a couple different contests, um, a couple of the game options that they have uh, online. Uh, they gave away four passes uh, for two of the different game options uh, for the top finisher in those. Um, um, and then there was also a 50-man qualifier to where um, players who played during this two-month period of time, uh, their best um, 50 games, top 10 scores from each of the five courses they have out this year, okay. uh, counted towards their 50-game average, and the top 50 of those players um, uh, got a pass into it. Okay. Mark, that, I mean, that's incredible. So you, I, mean, I hope you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 
I I just turned forty earlier this year. Okay, so, so in two thousand eight, so you're you're thirty thirty one. That's when you kind right. of decide to dedicate yourself to becoming a really good golden tee player. I mean, how come at, at, at that point in your life, what made you say, okay, I'm not going to take up running, I'm not going to golf like in real life, I'm not going right. to try to write a book. <laughs> like, what, what was it about golden tee? Well, <clears throat> I've always been, uh, a lot of the players who play golden tee, uh, especially a lot of the uh, top players, they do come from uh, a bit of an athletic background because it does take a bit of uh, hand-eye coordination uh, to be able to uh, manipulate the track ball in such a manner to 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 um, uh, uh, get it get the ball to go where you want to go, um, and the, it does take a, a bit of a little bit of intelligence, I guess, along with that. But um, I've always been uh, pretty good at video games as well, and uh, the, just like you were just like you were saying uh, during the introduction that that uh, yeah, if uh, if uh, I could play a video game for a living. That was always a, an aspiration of mine, but like you said, it was—it seemed like a pipe dream, something that that couldn't be possible. But, but uh, then uh, I'd say back in 2008, I was in a bar with a, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, and we happened to see a golden tea machine over there, and uh, uh, we started playing. And then I saw that oh, there's a, an option to where you can actually win some money. So I started learning a little bit about that, and. And eventually, I decided I had a, I had the job I had at the time uh, gave me the freedom to where I could play a little bit. Um, so I'd play a few games uh, um, every day, every other day, to where you know I just started getting better. Okay, so Mark, and, uh, well, sorry to cut you off, uh, but are you? Do you have a a job now, or are you truly a professional video game player? A professional video, but video game player. I'm actually um, I'm actually back uh, going to school. I'm. Uh, I, I've played a Golden Tee professionally since probably 2009, and um, it's just it's come to the point now to where it does feel like a, it, it feels like a job to me. <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of lost a little bit of the uh, the the fun it it had when uh, when I was doing it uh, a little more a little more casually, um, and so I'm I'm just looking to you know like I told you before I'm 40 years old and I am finally looking to do something a little different but i, I will always keep a uh, golden tea on the back burner something i could play and, and make a little bit of money to subsidize my income so mark stenmark joining us on inside sports he's calling in from houston he's the 2017 golden tea world champion he uh he has, has been able to play that video game professionally he won ten thousand dollars for the world championship so mark i gotta ask I mean, what do your family, friends, and your your old co-workers... I mean, first of all, what did they say when you really decided to pursue this? There must have been some funny looks, man. Um, I'm sure there were. Um, I'm sure there were. <laughs> my, my my parents are, are, are pretty cool, pretty laid-back people. They've they've owned their own business for for uh, forty over 40 years now. They've, they recently sold it and retired. But, um, you know, all they ever wanted was their, for their kids to be, be happy and do something they, you know, that that made them happy and so you know when i decided to do this uh they were a little little skeptical but when they saw that i could actually start drawing a paycheck from it you know they were very supportive in that manner they've even come to some of my tournaments and cheered me on and and watched me win a few tournaments here and there and uh they you know they were excited about it they loved watching me do sports and this was just like another another level for them uh you know later in life okay (laughs) they still had the same thrill all right. Uh, now, what what scores do you typically shoot? Because I, I I I've played Golden Tee occasionally, <laughs> but I know from watching really good people, you can birdie almost every hole if you're good. What's a standard round for you under par? 
a standard round. Um, it, it's it's all set up dependent because of the way they create the courses. But these courses they have out nowadays, it's uh, it's it's typically between a, a twenty eight or twenty nine under. So that's oh, that's, about, that's about my average. Uh, somewhere in between. <laughs> and so and I and I was watching the final few holes of your World Championship. Like you you had to shoot twenty nine under because I think your opponent was twenty seven under. Like it's not like you cruised to victory. Right, no, exactly. And and when you got uh, the stage they had in Vegas, I mean, um, everybody there was capable capable of beating anyone else there. Um, um, There's a ton of great players, and actually, uh, uh, Golden Tee, the way they're the way they're designing the game now, they're trying to kind of make it to where uh, it's easier for uh, newer players to to get uh, better quicker. Okay, and and you see a whole lot of. Uh, Great players coming up because of that, because of the design they have out now, and uh, even at the, the bracket, the bracket play they had, the, the number one and number two uh, qualifying seeds, they lost their first match. So nothing, I mean, oh. nothing was a gimme in, okay. that, in that tournament. Interesting. Okay, Mark Stenmark joining us on Inside Sports tonight at seven forty-four. All right. So you, you mentioned, I mean, you're so you you said you just turned forty. I'm forty-three. I think you and I are of that generation where you probably always had a video game system in the house. We might we may we might even be the first generation that can kind of say that. And now certainly oh, younger yeah. people, it, it's standard. What 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 are your first video game memories? Did you have the Intellivision like me, or what got you hooked? I didn't. Uh, the first uh, video game uh, system I had was the uh, Atari uh, Fifty Two Hundred, I believe. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my favorite game on that was uh, was Cubert. <laughs> nice. I loved playing Cubert. <laughs> uh, you know, pole position. There were a lot of good. There were a lot of fun games uh, from that system. Uh, so, but yeah, that's where I got. That's where I got started. That's where I got hooked. I was probably. You know, six or seven years old, I'd say. Okay, now, do you have a console at home now, or ever since have you started playing Golden Tee, have you like, okay, now I don't play the games at home? That's uh, that's exactly right. Whenever I whenever I switched to Golden Tee and I, and I decided, okay, this is a game where I can make money, I gave up all the other games. I mean, uh, um, the other games were at that point were just a, a waste of time uh, when I could invest my any of my spare time on because when i first started i had to i had to work i was working a job and had to make money to be able to afford to play this game so any other game was just a waste of time and so i spent a majority of my free time honing my skills playing golden tea do you have a golden tea machine in your house no i get that asked that a lot i, I do not I, it, um, I would love to but they're they, um it's not a it's not that cheap you want to buy a brand new one out of the box it's uh, it's about four thousand you know american dollars and uh, uh, then you have to uh, get a TV or whatever else to go with it. So it's not—it's—it's it's a pretty expensive investment. Okay. Probably could get a used one for a couple thousand, maybe, but still, that's a lot of money. Well, why don't they give you one? You're the world champion. Do you want me to make a few <laughs> phone calls here, Mark? <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. I say I would love—I would love that. But uh, but one of the uh, one of the prizes that came along with winning was that uh, I basically get immortalized because they put my face in the game. And so my my face will be in the game as a character you can choose to play oh, uh, from here to the uh, to the end of Golden Tea. So right. I, I take that as a nice consolation prize. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have another big event coming up, or now do you have to go through the world qualifying again? Um, there's a there is a, a Golden Tea tour, kind of like the uh, kind of like a, a comparable to the P, PGA tour. Um, it's the PEGT Tour, Power Events Golden Tee Tour, and uh, they have six stops uh, that they tour around 
So they have six locations, and, and, and when you play in these contests and these tournaments, um, how you finish, you accumulate points, kind of like FedEx Cup point standings. Yep. And at the end of the year, the last, last location, they'll have a uh, Player of the Year uh, tournament. Okay. All right. Well, that, th- I mean, this is amazing. That's an amazing story. It, it's incredible how, first of all, how good you got at the game, and then second of all, that you've been able to, to do very well playing it. Uh, Mark, you live in Houston. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume you're probably not a big hockey fan, though I could be wrong. Tell us uh, what's floating your boat as a sports spectator in, in your life in these days. Um, yeah, as a, I mean, the uh, NBA Finals just ended. I, I, I did watch uh, the NHL um, uh, playoffs. Uh, I don't. We don't have a uh, professional team here anymore. But even our independent team, the uh, the Arrows, moved on. I believe they went to Austin now. But uh, yeah, so we don't have a lot of hockey here. But there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of hockey fans. A lot of people here, in Houston, uh, come from all over. And so I have some friends who are I have uh, some friends who are uh, Penguins fans, some friends who are Blackhawks fans, uh, a buddy of mine who's a Stars fan. And so we'll watch we'll watch some hockey. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's exciting for my my friend uh, who's a Pens one this year. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but and there's, there's actually uh, the place where I play. Uh, there was a former um, uh, Houston Arrows player who who frequents that a lot. Who was a um, I forgot his last name, but his first name is Bobby. Anyway, he was uh, he comes in there all the time, and he's a real nice guy. So I mean, I have uh, utmost respect for cool for that. Well, Mark, thanks for for making time for me tonight. Uh, I, I you, you might have been probably a little shocked when someone from Edmonton uh, reached out, but uh, it's a really cool story. And thanks for sharing it with us. And uh, hope you have a great weekend. Hey, we're connected on Facebook, so so keep in touch. And if you ever have a, uh, uh, a you know, if there's ever a Canadian that you think deserves some uh, some accolades, let me know, and we'll get him or her on the show too. All right. Oh, certainly. Yeah, there's a lot of great uh, Canadian players up there. Um, I actually beat one uh, at the uh, at the tournament there, Enzo Polidori. He's a he's a good guy. He he finished second in the World Championships in 2007. So uh, yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a strong following there. So yeah, for sure, Reed, I appreciate the uh, appreciate you reaching out. Enjoyed it. Right on. Take care, Mark. That is Mark Stenmark calling in from Houston, the 2017 Golden Tee World Champion. I wanted to get to know his story, and he brought it to you tonight. Started in 2008, started playing professionally in 2009, and, uh, yeah, typically shoots about 28 or 29 under par. (laughs) <laughs> when he plays Golden D. Ah, that's unbelievable. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. It is 7.50. What video game would you like to play professionally? You can text into 63630. We're coming right back. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Uh, just quickly looking at the uh, text line, I asked what video game would you like to play professionally? Uh, Jay says Frogger. Somebody else says Pong. Uh, Wonder Boy 2. I do not know Wonder Boy 2. What is that game, Kellen? I don't know. We're going to have to Google it. That'll be what I do when I get home on a Friday night. <laughs> just read about Wonder Boy 2 on Wikipedia and watch YouTube videos. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Here's another little quirky thing to uh, take you into your weekend. Apparently, as part of uh, Shark Week on the, the Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. but I know that's very popular. I never yeah. really watch it. Yeah. Did you see this? Uh, no. Michael Phelps is going to race a shark. 
Is that, is that uh, Warren Mulvey? That, that's Warren Mulvey. Did you Mulvey. not see this, Warren? I'm serious. It's on, it's on globalnews.ca, which which is part of our company. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's true. It's not. It's not. I'm not reading it off the Onion or, or some <laughs> fake news site. Yeah. I'm, this is serious. <laughs> Uh, this year's Shark Week, Discovery Channel, mm. uh, Phelps and an as-yet-identified finned friend to face off in a new special, Phelps versus Shark, Great Gold versus Great White. Well, I hope they're in, like, two separate pools or, you know. Well, yeah, I like think a, they'll be in their own I, track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm on the Discovery Channel press release page. Hmm. Phelps versus Shark. Airing Sunday, July twenty third. There's no Eskimos game. We can watch. It. I <laughs> sure. <laughs> Michael Phelps is gonna race a shark. Well, we can't top that, everybody. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks to our guests tonight: Mark Stenmark, Jujar Kara, Dave Campbell, and Sam Steele and Larry Steele, who are in studio as part of our uh, Father's Day special segments. If anything happens with the Oilers, you can get it here on 630Chet at 630Chet.com. Jujar Kara did resign today. Two-year contract extension. No Oilers trades to tell you about. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer. I'm Bob Wilkins, son, Reed. Happy Father's Day. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.